There is a candle in every soul. You're listening to Lit Speak with Patty Sheen on Blog Talk Radio. Some dark There is a spirit who brings a fire, ignites a candle, and makes his morning and welcome. Here we praise the truth in God's creation through the ideas inspired by human imagination. During this hour, we hope to ignite your candle that you may use it to brighten the darkest corners in your world. Good morning again and welcome to Literally Speaking right here on Blog Talk Radio and the Road Less Traveled Internet Ministries. As you join us in this journey, which is going to be quite interesting this morning, we invite you to listen for an idea that will inspire you to tap into your imagination. And Derek and I certainly need to use ours we because use we our... have lost our guest. We we have tried her number numerous times, and we've been told that Blog Talk Radio does not recognize that number. And then you tried to call. I tried. And it didn't work. And Ada, we are hoping that if you, by some stroke Jordan. of fortune, are listening, that maybe you could call us. Our number is one eight seven seven six nine four five six one five. Yes. So we are looking for you, and of course, in your, we're wondering if maybe you gave us the wrong area, area code. code because you gave us a Colorado area code. Yeah, that's our area. That's code. our area code, in fact. And I'm just wondering if maybe, <laughs> I don't know, but we feel terrible that we've lost you, Ada. So if by any Late, chance you yeah. could possibly give us a call, and because if you we're live excited in, to have you on the show, and of course, the state you live in has eight of them. So. Yeah. If uh, if if it is indeed in Springfield, Missouri, then we've narrowed it down, but we just don't have the guts yet to call that number. <laughs> hey, that happens sometimes. Well, all kinds of strange Although things it's never happened to me you. before. You know what? I've had everything possible happen on Blog Talk Radio, <laughs> and this just adds to another one, which is great. And that's that's the great thing. We've got an email into her. Um, hopefully she will be, she's not panicking right now she, or anything she like that. She probably is. She's probably oh, saying, hey, there is 417, right, right there. <laughs> this is Ada. Ada. Ada, we found you. <laughs> I don't know how we got a 719 on that area code. <laughs> That's right. We had a 719 and we were calling it. And so, hey, just curious, were you were you listening and then dialed the number? Is that how you knew to call in? No, I sent you two emails that gave you the correct numbers. I gave you my cell phone and the air, correct area code. Uh, and, oh, and uh, I just didn't find and, it. Yeah. And she didn't Sorry, see it, yeah. I guess. And so I logged into the radio program and uh, saw hey, the number there. And then, so- then you mentioned, then you, mentioned yeah. you know. <laughs> but well, I, that's my but fault. I, call you it, so. I do apologize. I looked I'm, all through oh, my I'm emails, sorry. and oh my! Hey, here's the great thing about it, Ada. It's it's only two minutes into the show, and normally we wouldn't even have the guest on yet. We that's would be right. we would still be. So actually, it worked out, Ada, that you get extra time on the show. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I haven't introduced yeah. you yet, Ada. I've I've got a wonderful little introduction I have to I have to do. So we're going to backtrack for a second, okay? <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> okay. Pat, how'd your Easter go? My Easter was wonderful, Derek. We had so much fun. Good. We were up from Good. early morning until late in the evening and probably ate more than we normally do at Thanksgiving, it seemed like. Yeah. And just had a wonderful time. We had a baptism at our church that morning, mm-hmm. so that was very meaningful. And oh, how neat. Then we went down to the in-laws for a barbecue, and then I had my daughter and uh-huh. her family come over. Jolene and Aaron uh-huh. and, and Madison, they came over for uh, ribs, and wow. I had done that in the crock pot, so I was running back and forth between my in-law's house and my house getting that dinner ready, and yeah. it was just a lot of fun. Wow. And then, of course, Monday, Yes. 
was a wonderful day. Yes. Because the Colorado Rockies won their season opener with a score of ten nothing. It was amazing. Two Lewiski went nuts though. I saw that. He went something like three for five, three for something like that, three RBIs, two runs scored, something like that. So you must have been a very happy camper. Oh, I was. I was just thrilled. And I said I I just hope that this is not a one game wonder. That this is the beginning of an awesome season for my boys. At least at least we know that they their record will at least be one in 161. So oh. <laughs> please, you gotta win one sometime. You gotta win one sometime, and they did it the first game. Huh? Big no, shout don't out, even say that. Big shout out to the Duke Blue Devils <laughs> for winning oh, yes. for winning the yes, national championship. Yes, my husband watched them last night. I'm not a basketball fan much. Yeah. I watched Maddie play her games. Yeah. Speaking so. of that, we had a little gal at the they. Our granddaughter, she uh, played a game over here in Fowler the other day, and a little mm-hmm. girl got hurt and broke her collarbone. Oh, no. She's just heartbroken because she does rodeo. Oh, wow. And, yeah, I mean, that's gonna... she's just out for the whole season. So oh, no. She feels so bad for her poor little girl. Oh, no. Yeah, so those things happen. Well, let's introduce Ada. Okay. Well, before we do that, let's <laughs> okay. mention where we can find us. Yes, uh, We can find us on uh, my website is uh, com. P-A-T-T-I-S-H-E-N-E dot com. You can find me on Facebook at Literally Speaking. And you can find me on Twitter at Patty Sheen. And we also have a sister show, which is wonderful. And I'm going to put a plug in for for Don and Derek. uh, (laughs) Becoming Christ-like, their Twitter account is fantastic. Don just keeps that up all the time and has wonderful, inspirational quotes on there constantly. And that's the Twitter is Christ like today. Christ like today. Yes, today. Some twenty thousand yeah. followers. Yeah, she has a bunch of followers. So yeah. I'm just going to put a, a a note in for check for that, that check show. Check that there. out. You will be blessed by that for sure. Absolutely. And their show airs right here on Blog Talk Radio mm-hmm. on Friday mornings at eight o'clock. Mm-hmm. It's called becoming Christ like and. Right really now enjoying that uh, study. Yeah, we're doing. They're doing yep. a Lenten study on. Uh, Lord, help me change my attitude before it's before too late, it's too by, late. James by James McDonald. That's right. So now that I've put in a plug for the uh, other show, we got to get to our show. Ada. Okay, yeah. poor Ada. Yeah. We had her lost, and now we found her, so we need to <laughs> get her on lost, here. She lost, and now she's, now she's very found. biblical. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so as I've mentioned, our, our special guest today is Ada Brownell. Ada is a devoted Bible student who has written for Christian publications since age 15. She spent much of her life as a reporter for our own Pueblo Chieftain right out here in Colorado. Mm -hmm. And she is also a veteran youth Christian education teacher. Ada has since retired to a Missouri home, and she continues an active writing career from there. She posts regularly with Stick to Your Soul Encouragement on her blog, which can be located at, I love this, Ink from an earthen vessel. Blogspot.com. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Ada's Blake, fa- can't even talk. Like Ada's Facebook page, you'll find her at Ada Brownell Writing Ministries, and you do need to at least start to put in the Writing Ministries because there's more than one Ada Brownell. Mm-hmm. I found that out. And follow her on Twitter at Ada Brownell. Her books can be found on her Amazon author page by simply accessing Amazon.com and putting her name in the search bar. And Ada has authored several books, and we will touch on a few of them during this hour. Ada, finally, welcome to the show. Yeah, how embarrassing. (laughs) I am so embarrassed because I told Derek, I always, always, when I send that last confirmation email the night before, I always say, and we will reach you at this phone number. And I put the phone number in there. And for you, I just didn't do it. Who knows why? <laughs> I, I just didn't. It all worked goodness. out. It's fine. Yeah, it did. We're only <laughs> We're good. eight minutes into the show. That's, that's Something must have been good. happening, but I had a hard week uh, last week. And, and I, you know, I am really too busy. I'm going to have to cut back on a lot of things. So you know maybe what? that's why so it happened. I. But, you know, I was telling our Bible study group, we were talking about people who get proud because they have ministries and i said i said hey you know anybody who's been in ministry long enough know god's in the business of keeping us humble we goof up enough and embarrass ourselves enough you know that, uh, 
Yeah, you can't get puffed up too long. (laughs) (laughs) You can't get puffed up too long before God deflates you. (laughs) There you are. Uh, Like you, Ada, I had a very busy week. I I do the bulletins at our church now. I format them and copy them, print them out. And, of course, we had the Good Friday service. Mm-hmm. We had Easter Monday, Sunday Thursday service. Did you have a Monday? We didn't th- do a bulletin for Monday. Oh, you didn't Thursday. do a bulletin. We, yeah. we did kind of a, a dramatic event oh, for oh, that. That's right. But we we did our Friday evening bulletin. We did our Sunday morning bulletin, and we mm-hmm. usually have a fair amount more folks on Sunday morning than usual on Easter. And we had a baptism, and we ran yeah. a special bulletin for that. And then we have a fairly probably going to be a fairly large funeral on Wednesday. So mm-hmm. there was a bulletin that I did yesterday for that. And yeah, I know what you mean, Ada. Sometimes it's like, just give me a break. I just want to sit in a corner and read and be left alone. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> it took me it took me all Saturday to prepare for Sunday's dinner. Um we had with I was my granddaughter's birthday. And, oh my uh, so our daughter and her and uh, her girls and her husband came over, and I don't know why I went all out. I thought afterwards, you know, this was stupid. It took me all day to do all this stuff, and you know how fast it, la- it lasts, you know, 20 or 30 minutes, and all your work's all gone. And Jake's we had too many leftovers. Ada, your brand is Stick to Your Soul Encouragement. What inspired you to embrace that brand? Because I, I have this desire to in, in encourage people to live for Jesus and to accept him as Savior and to believe. And one big thing with me is to refuse to embrace the propaganda and the false prophets that are in our nation today trying to destroy faith. Mm. And so I have this you know, line through all my writing, you know, that mm. believe in yourself and believe in God, and there's evidence everywhere for that. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. You know, I like I said, I've always been fascinated by the <clears throat> excuse me the title of your blog, which is "Ink from an Earthen Vessel." There's got to be a story behind that. Well, you know, like I say, the Lord humbles you. You know, you can't. <laughs> and of course, there's a scripture <laughs> that backs that up, and I use that in my blog, and I quote it there on on that introductory t- title. You know, but. Um, you know, we are nothing but a vessel for the Lord. You know, if we want to get proud of what we do, you know, we have to decide who that comes from. And truth is, uh, from the beginning, my ministries all came straight from the Lord, and I had no intention of being a writer. And uh, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> when I was young, uh, I just. Uh, wanted to see our youth group come alive and all that sort of thing. And they asked me to speak one once, and I was only 15, or just barely 15, when when they asked me to speak. And uh, so, you know, I was all fired up, you know, and, and my whole thing was living for the Lord, you know. And, and um, all the time I would listen to sermons as a kid even, I would think, Come on, keep going on that point. That's really great stuff, you know. <laughs> just, I'm thinking in my mind. I'm saying, don't leave that so quick. There's a lot of good stuff there, you know. So, you know, the Lord had me all interested in the things of the Lord. And uh, so anyway, I spoke for them. And right after that, there was an election. And at, at that time, the age group went to 35. And I was in a small church that ran like 150, something like that. And, and the age went to 35. And the Lord told me I was going to be the next youth president. Mm. And that was one of the first times I definitely felt a call, and I just accepted it. And to this day I'm surprised because I I was sort of shy. I had helped in teaching and leading, and I had actually had children's church by myself, and I led children's church um, that way. I... The first lady, I was sort of ornery, you'd think, <laughs> because she told <laughs> she told the Sunday school superintendent, uh, I think Ada is really disinterested in, in church. Well, you know, I would practice in my head to see how far ahead of the Sunday school teacher and how far ahead of the preacher I could get and what they were going to say next. Oh, and wow. <laughs> I, I, was, I was, you know, kind of really bored. But also, you know, I can remember I never ate enough breakfast, been starving and being bored stiff in Sunday school. And I, I, you know, I was kind of a chatterbox, and so 
uh, when when the election came, they voted me in as pre- as president, and I wasn't even, you know, surprised. I just knew it because the Lord had told me. I'd been in the Word a lot, and uh, so I started praying in my closet. Literally, I had a big closet in this old house <laughs> our parents had, and I had a big closet, which, you know, they would be nice today, the same kind when they'd think that was really great. It went under the stairway, and I'd go in there and pray, and a lot of times I'd pray an hour a day, and uh, we before long, we had that whole basement of our church just packed out with people going up the stairs, and uh, even, you know, sitting on the stairs and having a hard time dismissing. But I didn't just always do, I did unusual things for our youth service. And uh, one of the th- big things I did is I let people use their testimonies. In those days we had testimony services and people would stand and tell all the things, you know, about two, a second or two they'd say, the Lord did this for me. Sure. Well, I started asking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I started asking people, you know, to tell us the details on that. And so we just had people coming and going, but I contacted every youth uh, person that I had known that had ever come to our youth group. And actually, they started coming out of the woodwork. I sent them a card saying, we'd sure like to have you. Well, I think some of the boys thought, you know, I was interested in them because <laughs> I, I, I was young, you know. <laughs> but uh, well, that's, that's anyway. interesting, Ada, because a lot of times when a young person exp- shows a lot of interest in mm-hmm. their faith, this is my next yeah. question, actually. You're being mm-hmm. published at a young age, and I'm assuming that your publications were your your creations were always faith based work. Did your faith alienate you from peers in any way, or bring you closer to them? Because sometimes oh, it, when you express your faith, people look at you as a little odd, sure. especially in your teen years. Mm-hmm. Well, see, in the first place, the Lord had prepared me for that because because when you're a freckle faced redhead, you don't quite fit in. <laughs> <laughs> And my hair was really curly, but actually it wasn't that bad because as a little kid I had those little coil curls that like Shirley Temple's, you know, and they stayed in like everybody else's braids because my hair was so <laughs> curly. But anyway, uh, you're, you're ridiculed, you know, you're called red, you're called freckles, you know, all sorts of names when you're a redhead. And sure. then they, they, go ahead. Go ahead, I'm they sorry. Start, yeah. yeah, they started calling me Holy Roller because, you know, we were Pentecostal. And, and, of course, my oldest sister got saved about the time I was born. I was the youngest of eight in our family. And she had a powerful experience, and then it affected our whole family. And I grew up in a house where they're singing, you know. I mean, they're singing these trios, you know, and all day long, you know, talking about the joy of the Lord. But did not a lot of laughing and fun? Mm-hmm. But anyway, I grew up, uh, and I expected, I I embraced that uh, criticism that I got from others and even... Sometimes I would witness even as a little kid. But, well, good um, for you. And that takes a lot of strength, and mm-hmm. I'm proud of you for that. Yeah. Yeah, then I started writing uh, the uh, ideas, unusual, like have a backwards service and then uh, look at your the words to your music in a mirror and, and have a mirror service. And then you have a, oh, you have a, a speaker that, uh, that speaks on this topic. Well, then I started sending these ideas to this youth magazine, and that's how I started writing. I just thought I needed to share the youth ideas to try to get kids to come to church. And uh, those editors were so kind, I eventually uh, just expanded to articles. They would write to me and say, if you would add me one more illustration in this story, we could use it. And uh, so then I branched out to the regular youth magazine, not just the leader magazine. And then I went into the Pentecostal Evangel and started writing mostly for unsaved people articles that would attract the unsaved. And they would help me out. They'd say, now, if you'd shorten this a little bit or if you'd add an illustration or you'd do this, and I I would do it the very next day and send it back, and uh, they'd buy it. And so that's how I got started. Well, see, I started out humbled. That's how I got this earthen vessel, long way of telling you that the earthen vessel stuff, is because I had never taken a, um, a writing course at first until I... Until I had a big sale. I sold him an article to David C. Cook's Leadership Magazine, and I got thirty-five dollars. I used I had been getting about three dollars and fifty cents. Oh, thirty-five for my article. Bucks, probably what you thought you were. Yeah, and my eyeballs bugged <laughs> out. You know, the world. <laughs> yeah, and I enrolled in a Christian writing, writers course and started that. But you know, I didn't have the background to be a writer, 
And so even to this day, I'm humbled around all these people that that have been always were taught, you know, uh, English and, you know, real deep studies and all of these active verbs and things that I like to use. And sure. so I, I feel humble, but when I started out as a reporter, I, I just branched out in a little town, 100 people to to be a correspondent for a newspaper. But within like six months, I was working on staff at, at the Leadville Herald Democrat. My husband was a telegraph ap- operator for the railroad, and we just kept moving and moving. And uh, so we, uh, I got hired at the, at, as a staff writer at the Leadville Herald Democrat, and I went right from there. Within a week after leaving the Herald Democrat, I went to the chieftain, walked in the door, and I'd never taken a journalism course in my life. And, you know, you're always humbled because, and, you know, whatever they gave me to do, I was willing to do, you know, uh, because I I had a job and I knew I wasn't qualified to do the best stuff. But I did have some great, you know, uh, appointments. But how I got those jobs was not because of my experience. It was because of the big stack of freelance material I had sold. Sure. You know, like at that time I probably had three or four notebooks all filled with articles that I had written. And uh, so that's how I got that job. But I was—I've always been humble. Well, you know, when that scripture tells you we're nothing but earthen vessels, and if you know it's the Lord doing the work, mm-hmm. that's always been true for me because I knew that I, it just—he—he he led me into it, and it happened to me. And uh, so I, I've always been humbled, even after I went back to school and got my degree in journalism. Even after I had worked, you know, I, I stayed home with kids twenty years. We had five children. Sure. Oh, that kept you busy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you yeah, know, I still wrote while I had kids. <laughs> yeah, you know, Ada, you you reading your history and seeing your your bio and seeing where you had started writing at a young age that piqued my interest immediately because I used to edit mm-hmm. a magazine. It was for kids and it was written all by kids. Most of it was written by kids, so I was nice. the editor for that. And you can tell who is really serious about the craft because there were some some young people that would send work and I might send it back to them three or four times mm-hmm. for for improvement. And if they stuck with me, I knew that they were serious right. about it. There were others I would send back comments and never hear from them again. Couldn't take so time. you just kind of knew that, okay, you kind of weeded out <laughs> yeah. the ones that weren't that. Ada, we're going to break here in a few minutes, but I really want okay. to get to uh, at least a couple of your books. Mm-hmm. You're uh, Swallowed by Life, Mysteries of Death, Resurrection, and the Eternal, released in December of 2011. Tell us about it. What Was there a precipitating circumstance that prompted you to write that book, or did you just feel called to do that? Or And tell us about what we can find in that book. Well, I, uh, I was um, uh, devastated when we lost a daughter to cancer. Oh my! And well, that's... of course. I, at that time, I was working on the medical beat. I worked for um, seven years in li- uh, lifestyle, and then I worked seven years. The second time, I went back to work for the chieftain. I worked in the '60s, and then I I worked uh, three years about, and then I came back and worked um, to till I had a so- total of 17 years in the news business. But I stayed away uh, almost 20 years. In that time, I got my degree and stayed home with my kids, and. Um, in, ni- in 1998, our daughter had um, lymph- uh, lymphoma. It was Burkitt's lymphoma, a really dangerous type of cancer. Our daughter, oh, Carolyn, oh. she was our oldest daughter, had perfect pitch, a wonderful, outgoing, funny girl, uh, and, uh, and smart. She could just, she hardly ever did homework. She could pick it up in the classroom and didn't have to worry about it. But anyway, Whenever she died, the first th- thought I had: Do I believe what I think I believe mm-hmm. about the eternal? Sure, you do a lot of questioning during a period of time. Yeah, like and sure. so I began uh, searching scriptures. I underlined every scripture in the New Testament that talked about the eternal, and in the Old Testament, you know, the you know, the preparation for the Messiah and the hope of eternal life. And I, uh, I just. Uh, studied. I picked doctors' brains when I do an interview. I'd pick their brains and uh, talk to them 
you know, just sometimes just, you know, off the record on something we weren't, I wasn't even interviewing them for because I interviewed them so much and they always all were real open to me. And so I picked their brains and then I did research and stuff. I went to one of the first uh, conferences they had in Colorado and it was one of the first in the nation on the human genome. And that was really interesting, you know, about all our body cells and all that sort of oh, thing. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. But a lot of this stuff just comes from thinking. We're more than a body. And you do the story. You know, I did the stories about the heart transplants, the liver transplants, interviewed the people, you know, all this mm-hmm. stuff. You know, and you think, you know, it's amazing that they can take your body parts off. You're still you, you know. <laughs> and then you get to thinking about how you started. You know, they can cut all sorts, take them out, you know, and give you somebody else's, and, and you're still you. <laughs> yes. And then you get to talking about cell death and regeneration. Your body is replaced every seven years, cell by cell, because the cells constantly die and are replaced. And we doubt that we're more than a body. Mm-hmm. So you get That's to true. thinking about that. And... Uh, so anyway, I shared all this, you know, I, I shared, I have one, one chapter in there about Carolyn and and about, you know, who she was and then about leaving her. But most of it is about this search to see if I believed what I really thought I believed. You know, it's easy to tell somebody else, you know, who's in sorrow. Sure. And then happen, let it happen, so it to, happens you. to you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then you think, yeah. do I believe what I really think I believe? And let me tell you, when I got done, I knew I believed it. And uh, so this this whole uh, book is about that search and that what I discovered and, you know, what the Bible says. And, and it's, it's built on this this scripture, surrounds this, this scripture about being swallowed by life. <clears throat> While we live in these earthly bodies, we groan and sigh, but it's not that we want to die and get rid of these bodies that clothe us. Rather, we want to put on our new bodies so that these dying bodies will be swallowed up by life. Second Corinthians five four. And uh, what you find in the Bible, uh, you know, about eternal life is so amazing that you know I don't see how anybody can doubt it. And especially if you start looking at yourself, <laughs> at your body, I know. how you started as a tiny, teensy tiny tiny egg, about the size of a period. At the end of a sentence, and you exactly. you, yeah. and you know how you gain weight, how you change, you know, and and how God has programmed your brain, you know, to eat and do all these wonderful things in the beginning, but how how you grow and how things go in there, and it's just so amazing to see who we are that God created, and how anyone could ever even look at just their eye and and doubt that God is there, is really amazing. Exactly, and, I know. Mm-hmm. I went to nursing school and all the intricacies that sure. we study of yeah. the anatomy and everything. Mm-hmm. Ada, we're going to break in about two minutes here. And before we do that, I wanted to tell you a kind of an interesting little story about one of your other books, which is Joe the Dreamer, The Castle yeah. and the Catapult. It came mm-hmm. out in February of 2013. And based on the description, I put this book on my TBR, my to-be-read list, a long time ago, and I still haven't had a chance to acquire Mm -hmm. it. Well, the interesting thing is, last night, I was researching your Amazon page and and so such, and I come across Joe the Dreamer, and I was actually looking to see when it was published. I wanted to kind of have things in Mm -hmm. order here this morning, and all of a sudden, here comes a message on my screen. Joe the Dreamer has been automatically delivered to... (laughs) Your Kindle on your, you know, on your Android phone. I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> I must have hit the little the yeah. buy with one click. Oh, like, my mistake. Oh wow, this is too neat. It was fate. It was now, fate. Now I have it. So now you have it. Like, there you go. Maybe God is saying you need to read this book. So Ada, we are going to break. When we come back, we will talk yeah. about Joe the Dreamer. Like I say, it's one that has always fascinated me because I. I think it took a wonderful imagination on your part to to write it. So we'll go to our break. We'll have about four to five minutes of commercials, and then we will be right back. Folks, you are listening to Literally Speaking right here on Blog Talk Radio with Patty Sheen, and our special guest today is author Ada Brownell. Stick with us. Two roads diverged in a wood. 
and I took the one less traveled. And that has made all the difference. The Road Less Traveled Internet Ministries. Derek and George Live. Becoming Christlike. Salo and Hutch. All stops on the road. The road of enlightenment. The road of discovery. Join us each Thursday and Friday morning at 8 a.m. Mountain Time and Saturday evening at 6 p.m. Mountain Time as we invite you to join us on a journey. A journey on the road less traveled. Right here on Blog Talk Radio. If you watch a game, it's fun. If you play it, it's recreation. But if you work at it, it's golf. A golf course should aspire to generate as much energy as it consumes. And four miles north of Marion, Indiana is a golf course that does just that. 6,690 yards of pure energy. Arbor Trace Golf Club is a course that's beauty is matched only by its bite. A course that can test not only the steel of one's nerves, but the metal of their irons. It's a course for the beginner who desires to learn the game as well as the player who is ready to challenge it. So whether you're looking to play just for the fun of the game or the opportunity to work hard on it, Arbor Trace Golf Club is the course for you. Give Arbor Trace Golf Club a shot because in golf, the most important shot you ever make is the next one. Stay connected to what matters most with high-speed service from Seacom. For the home, we offer access where you need it most. Whether you're looking for high-speed Internet or an in-home voice package or both, Seacom has your house covered. Send emails, download music, and surf the web with the fastest service in southeast Colorado. Our two-way wireless connections offer download speeds of up to 15 megabytes, but with a fiber connection, the sky is the limit. For the business, Seacom offers voice plans, broadband internet, DSL, and Ethernet circuits. Our fully integrated Metro Ethernet platform segregates your data traffic logically at the switch, avoiding the latency of multiple routers and quality of service overhead. With only a single router between you and our nationwide backbone carriers, you really will experience the Internet at the speed of light. We also offer point-to-point data links to connect all of your business locations. And if you're looking for carrier-grade data transport or dark fiber, look no further than Seacom's extensive privately-owned fiber network. We own and maintain our own network with more than 1,200 miles of fiber and growing throughout southeast Colorado. So whether you're looking for dark fiber, for cable, a dedicated corporate network, or carrier-grade data transport. Seacom has the answers. Visit us at seacom.net or call us at 1-800-657-7149. Seacom, world-class communications right in your backyard. Hello to all of Derek's listeners. Thanks, Derek, for giving me time to share my heart's passion, encouraging cancer, long-term illness patients, and their families. Gilead is an outreach that encourages over 2,400 people in 38 states. Our goal is to bring hope and help to those on the journey through the unknowns of treatment, family stress, and spiritual questions. One such story is Eric, whose senior year in high school was interrupted by the cancer that he was diagnosed with, interrupting a three-sport high school year. It changed his life and his perspective. Today, Eric's family oversees a foundation helping to find a cure. We're currently in our 15th year. would love to have you as a partner, either as a volunteer or a gift financially. Look for us on Facebook at Gilead Ministries. Welcome back to This Week with Patty Sheen on Blog Talk Radio. We're glad to have you right back here with us on Literally Speaking and Blog Talk Radio with our special guest, Ada Brownell. 
But first, before we bring Ada back, of course, we have to announce our giveaway winner from last week. Yeah, and you know what? You you need to tell the you need to tell the story because you you had a lot of people. I'll tell you what the response to this giveaway was overwhelming yeah. compared to good past for you giveaways. We well good for Stephanie. <laughs> good for Stephanie, we, but yeah, we we haven't had a, a huge response to our giveaways and. I don't know if it's because maybe folks are kind of uncomfortable signing, put, sending an email sure. or whatever. But yeah. anyway, whatever the reason, Stephanie's books drew a wonderful, wonderful response. And I still didn't and win. And you still didn't win. And yep. I used random.org. Yep. And, and I still didn't winner, win. <laughs> well, let me tell folks what the winner won. Yeah. The winner has won all three books in Stephanie Lansom's Living Water series, which is The Well, The mm-hmm. Thief, and The Tomb, A Novel of Martha. Mm-hmm. So that's it's quite a really nice giveaway. Yeah, that's a great package And of the winner is Deanna S. Deanna S. So, that's Deanna, right. we are thrilled for you, and we'll be contacting, I'll be contacting Stephanie and let her, letting her know that you won, and mm-hmm. she will be in touch with you. So, congratulations, and and then later on Thank during you in the show. Thank you to all of the many folks who, who did come to the yes. website this time and, Fantastic. and Keep respond coming. to that giveaway. Keep coming back. I am I am and, a living example of how you just keep coming back to that thing. <laughs> yeah, even though trying. you never win, you just keep coming back. That's right. That's, that's, that's what it is. Yep. And then later on in the show, we'll be doing another giveaway. Yeah, definitely. We yeah. will be doing another giveaway here later on. Yep. And also, I do want to encourage folks, if, if you missed the show and you're really kind of interested in the giveaway, but you missed the show and you just don't get a chance to watch I do announce those giveaways also on my literally speaking mm-hmm. web or uh, Facebook 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 page. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, go go check that out too. When I try to keep folks informed as right. to what's going on with the giveaways, because our authors love to give away their their books. Yeah. So. And we do encourage it. It's not totally necessary. Some folks just don't like to write, but we do encourage folks if you do win something and you're inclined, put a review mm-hmm. up on. Amazon, even you don't have to be a seasoned writer to do it. You can just even put a couple of lines as to why you like the book. That's important to an author, isn't it? It's extremely important to an author. Mm -hmm. So we we encourage that. Like I say, it's not a stipulation of winning, but it's just just kind of a it's a nice way to thank the author for for a a free book. I wanted to ask Ada a question whenever whenever you're ready. Eric always has to come to this question, Ada, so shoot away. I always have a question. (laughs) There's something that I've noticed. We've been on uh, for for how long now, with literally speaking? We started on January 6th. January 6th. We had a three-month mark for the last day of March. Mm -hmm. And, And we've had authors on, and it's very interesting to me. I don't think there was one author that we had on who did not say uh, the the words, you know, I never thought I would be an author. <laughs> I never thought I would be an author. There's very yeah. few that were There's born. Very, yeah, that yeah. From a young age authors, that I'm going to be an author and that's what I'm going to do. Ada, I, yeah, I wanted to be a secretary. <laughs> that's what I was going to ask you. I was going to ask you if you if you never thought you were going to be a writer, what was it that you wanted to be when the little redhead, curly haired, <laughs> freckled faced girl was running around in 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 her heart and in her in her mind? What was it that she wanted to be? Yeah, I, I wanted to be a secretary, but of course I okay. wanted to be like my sisters. I was the youngest of five girls, in. Uh, my sisters were really musical, and the Irma, the sister just older than I, that most of us could just play the piano all over the place just by ear because we had so much music in the house. I never remember not being able to sing harmony, and I wanted to be just like Irma, and I wanted to be a musician as well as a secretary. <laughs> but I just I wanted to just play for church. I just figured, you know, the Lord needs the best there is, and. Mm-hmm. Whenever somebody would play the piano and just go plunkety plunk, I thought, I, I want that style where they're playing the whole keyboard, you know. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I taught a lot myself, but I, I took lessons, but I didn't practice. And so my mom quit my lessons just like that. And she didn't tell me she was going to, they were gone. <laughs> Sounds like my son when he was young. He took lessons but never practiced. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, my dad played piano by ear, and I was always so envious of 
envious mm-hmm. of him. I learned how to play somewhat with music, and, and to him, music was nothing but a bunch of fly specks on a piece of paper. He never learned how to read a note, but yeah. I was always kind well, of jealous that I he think, could do yeah. that. Our son and our daughter yeah. both can play by ear to I some think that's degree interesting. as well. And that, I can't at all. Yeah, I think that's interesting because one of the things that, that you talk about here on the show is the different way that, that God uses people or their gifts, their talents to communicate. Definitely. And, mm-hmm. and of course, music is, is obviously a way of communicating. I know my wife is. That's oh, the way that she. Amazing with her that's the way that yes, she enters yes. into worship. Yes, uh, is is exactly. music, and then you have authors, and you have all kinds of, and and so God really gives us and talents us uh, with a number of way, number of ways of communicating. So I think that that's yeah. interesting. That and I know it's wrong to be jealous of that other person's talent, but boy, I wish I could sing. I couldn't carry a tune in a too. pack band. <laughs> both either. ends were taped down. I know it. I and I just, either. I would love to just open up my voice in church, and I don't. I lip sync more than anything. Christine, I don't want anyone to hear my voice. Christine, my wife, always cringes when, when we're saying, you know, at church because of standing beside her singing and you could tell her to take a couple steps to the left. She's trying to distance herself from me. So, or she'll reach up and cover her ear. And that's that's love right there. That's 25 years of love. God uses our talents in a lot of different ways. And, you know, we're all different and, and the way that he uses them is just the way he wanted us to be and what he gave us in our talents. But it's funny, even in our books, how they appear, uh, how they come differently. Now, Joe the Dreamer was a long time coming. That's the one I wanted to talk mm-hmm. about because we're coming yeah. up to our giveaway. We yeah. want to talk about these yeah. other books yep. before our giveaway yeah. time, which is about four minutes. Yeah, so, so really us, quick. Tell us about Joe <laughs> tell the us Dreamer. Tell us about Joe the Dreamer. Well, uh, with my uh, The Lady Fugitive, I wrote that in, in five weeks, uh, almost all of it. I had fifteen fifteen hundred work, no, fifteen thousand words to start start with, and I went to that uh, uh, through that novel uh, track that they have with the American oh, Christian okay, yeah. writers. And uh, so I, I with that one, that was that was uh, not a problem to create the thing. It was you know a year or so to to edit, but with Joe the Dreamer, I created that just a day at a time because I was teaching after school and in summers program with kids and I wanted to get them interested in the Bible and um, I was teaching them Bible scriptures but I wanted to get them interested in reading the Bible on their own because they didn't come most of them didn't come from Christian homes I did that after I retired uh, right directly after I retired I did that after school and summers program in our church and uh, so uh, I created Joe and the the basis for it and uh, it went along with some of the other curriculum I was teaching, but uh, the whole concept of the of the book was uh, people are missing, and radicals want to take away Christianity from the earth. And so Joe's parents disappear. He come, uh, he and his sister come home at night, and his from uh, things they were going and doing in the summer, and their parents never come home from work, and uh, they're gone, and other people that they know mysteriously disappear. And he finds himself with a vicious man following him, and uh, he's taken away. He and his sister are taken away to live with an unbelieving uncle. But he wants to really know if God answers prayer, so he reads the Bible every night before he goes to sleep, and then he starts dreaming. But what he does is he gets into the skin of the Bible character, and. Uh, so what happened to the Bible character happens to him. So some of my chapters oh, wow. in the book, it talks about Joe, you know, his parents are gone. And then he's taken away. Uh, at first he goes to a friend's house. And then after that, they uh, and the police show up because they had a burglary and stuff that connected with everything. And Anyway, eventually they end up with this uncle. And they he just goes through the whole book wanting to know if God is there and if he'll answer his prayer and bring his parents back. And others say that they just took off and, and uh, you know, left them and that they are going to have to be in a foster home or live with their uncle or something forever. And uh, so they just, he keeps believing that they'll come home. And he, he wants to know, does God really answer prayer? Mm-hmm. And so the problem is that when he has these dreams and he stands with this uncle, he'll scream out in the night, 
you know, when the wonderful things happen to the Bible character, you know, he'll talk and he sleep. Well, he's sleeping with his his cousin in the same room, you know, and his cousin always tells his dad that that he was talking in his sleep and screaming out, and so his, his uncle takes up his his mind that Joe has a mental problem. Oh, but sure. His, mm. uh, Joe's uncle's a psychiatrist, and he happens to be the leader of that group that's snatching people and trying to get rid of the Christians. And uh, so uh, it, it's really a complicated mess because he, his uncle sends Joe to this psychiatrist and eventually he gets put in the state hospital. You know, the state, state hospital was on my beat in Pueblo, so I've been sure. in those juvenile yeah. wards. Yeah. <laughs> the state yeah. mental hospital. I've been I know reading the wards. description of the book, it just sounded like one that yeah. would really be... And of course, it is geared toward young people. Is that not correct, Ada? Yeah, it is geared toward young people, but I, I have a lot of adults that have read it. That that enjoy really it, too, like it. I'm sure. Uh-huh. And so this yeah. is the one that, that, that we're giving away now. It's one of them, yes. It's one of them. Yeah, yes. we have a choice right. of mm-hmm. one of three, and we're going to be doing our giveaway in a minute. And real quick, okay. before we go to the giveaway, mm-hmm. uh, the third book that I wanted to talk about really quickly, mm-hmm. because we have our giveaway jingle here in a right. second, mm-hmm. is Imagine the Future You. And that's more or less a Bible study for young people, Ada. And I happen to have a copy of that mm-hmm. here. Uh-huh. And one thing I really like about it, especially in link with our show, is that almost every subtitle starts with imagine, such as imagine thinking for yourself. Mm -hmm. Uh, Imagine God giving you a mate. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I I really like that. Imagine new evidence, and I'm sure you're talking that about uh, Bible evidence and so Mm -hmm. such. So uh, Yeah, the theme in all the uh, books that I write where we're talking about faith, I emphasize that no matter what, what you're trying to think about how we got here and where we're going, it is mm-hmm. all depend yeah. upon faith. And I say, you have to choose. And in every one of my books, I have this same theme line running through it that, you know, I'm not going to prove you, prove God exists. And nobody is ever going to prove God exists. And the reason right. for that is faith is necessary for salvation. Mm-hmm. The atheists have no no uh, reason that they can't prove God is there. And they, you know, they used fraud. And I point out the frauds and, and some of the things they taught for years were missing links, and they found out through DNA that they are not missing links and things like that. And th- this led th- uh, this uh, thread through all my books is you can't prove God is there. Here's the evidence. You know, you look at the evidence. Here's the evidence, and it's up to you to, be- to decide what you're going to believe. If you're going to believe uh, the theories other people have, it's faith just as much as faith in God. And, right, uh, exactly. So it, it's up to you. It's your decision. But here's the evidence, and uh, you know. To, and I'd say, you know, to me, there's no reason not to believe. You know, but it's right. you that has yeah. to take that. You that has to take right. that jump into faith, and it is a decision. That's the reason Billy Graham always preached: make a decision for Christ, and it's your decision. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, Ada, this is this is Derek's favorite part of the show because we we play our. Let's speak jingle. That's right. Time for Let's Speak Literary Deal of the Week. Literary Deal of the Week. I recorded that every Tuesday, Pat. Got to tell you that. He created that. Yeah. Hey, hey. Wonderful thing that ever came out of his brain. It came out of my imagination. So we're going to give away some books. How do you win? Actually, don't tell anybody because I don't know tell how. Don't anybody because you know how. I know how, and I'll be the only one. On. No, let people know how we how they can they can possibly win a book. All right, all right. Ada is offering a choice of one of three of her books, the three that we have discussed. Actually, either swallowed for life, excuse me, swallowed by life. I have. I think I have misquoted <laughs> a title of every single book we've had on here at one point or another. Swallowed by life. Yeah. Imagine the Future You, which we were just discussing, mm-hmm. or her novel, Joe the Dreamer. Right. Now, the way that a person enters the giveaway is very simple. Go to my website, which, again, is com, and you will find a Blog Talk Radio tab there, and there's a page below that. It's in great big letters. It says, Giveaway Lit Speak Steel of the Week. Can't miss it. Can't miss it. Yeah. And you simply go to the bottom of that page, 
and there's a little button, if you will, that says add comment, and you simply click that. You do get a form that comes up. It asks for your name, and it asks for your location, and that can be very generic. You Mm -hmm. can just name your country if you want to, or you can just name your state if you're not comfortable being real specific with your town and so such, which some folks aren't. Email, I absolutely have to have, though, because it's the only way I have to contact the winner. However, I do want to make folks aware I don't use emails to scam you or spam you or fizing, phishing, whatever they call it, you or send you stuff. I don't do any of that. In fact, I, I delete all of the comments after that giveaway is over. The giveaway will run until next Monday, which is the 13th of April at 8 p.m. Mountain Daylight Time is the time that that giveaway closes. And even for comment, you don't have to be elaborate with that. You can just say, I want a book if mm-hmm. you want to. Or if you listen to the show, you can say, I listen to the show or whatever you want to say. So we would love to have you sign up for our giveaway. We Our, our authors love to come on the, the show and talk about their work. Mm-hmm. And they enjoy offering the giveaways. So please. Sign up for our giveaway. Random.org. And, and also on this yeah. page, you'll see I have the list of our five winners for oh, okay. the month of March. We had so, five in March because so we had five Tuesdays. If so you win, you can also there. get your name on the page. That's right. I noticed so my name wasn't there. Your name is not there. It isn't there. You never win. I, 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 <laughs> I never win. <laughs> so, <laughs> so sorry, Daryl. I'm, gonna, gonna I'm winning this week. That's I'm telling you, I'm winning this week. <laughs> oh goodness! We've got about eight minutes. We have about left. eight minutes, and I that? know that Ada is most anxious to talk about her latest release, mm-hmm. and I'm excited to hear about it because it is a historical romantic novel, and that is one of my favorite genres. So, Ada, can, you have the floor again. Can you do that in five lady, minutes? In five minutes, <laughs> with the lady fugitive. Yes, the lady fugitive. Well, I, I released in July of 2014. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Lady Fugitive is uh, a, a book that I I wrote after uh, my grandparents. I got the idea from my grandparents. Actually, it's com- completely fiction because my grandfather was dead before I ever got here. But, okay, so uh, that involves some research and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. good. Yeah, but, but not good. But they did interesting things, and interesting things happened to them. For one thing, my grandmother uh, was orphaned, and she lived with a, 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 an uncle who was a judge. And the way I understood it, and the, there's some controversy in the family. You know how history gets? Sure. That uh, some people say this kind of thing happened, and some of them say, I don't think so, you know. But... Um, <laughs> And some people don't like any skeletons in their closets, I guess. But anyway, my grandmother took off when she was 16, uh, walking, just took her her suitcase and started walking down the down the road, and to escape from an uncle that I I think I don't think he abused her, but I think that she could tell he was going to. That and she took off walking. And, she didn't feel safe and comfortable attempted there. Attempted to or something. She didn't feel safe there. And uh, she took off walking. She ended up in Florence, Colorado. You probably, since you're familiar with Colorado. Oh, sure. She, oh, yeah. She, yeah was, she graduated from high school, actually one of the first ones to graduate from uh, uh, Centennial High School in uh, Pueblo. Mm-hmm. One of the first graduating classes because <clears throat> my mother was born in 1900, so I can't, don't know what all these years were that my grandmother had. I have a book that probably tells me, but I don't know off the top of my head. But anyway, this is way back. But anyway, she escaped. And so in my book, uh, my character has the same problem, but she escapes on a horse. And uh, it, she lives on a horse ranch, and her, both her parents are dead, and her uh, uncle wants to take over the ranch. Well, she escapes on a horse, and... Uh, so a whole lot of the story is about her running, but the, some of the fun part happens whenever she she's ill and when she's out there running and somebody had stolen her money. Her, her mother had hidden money that so that her money her uncle couldn't get it um, because she knew that her husband was in an institution and the uncle was uh, a gambler and an ornery 
uh, ungodly man, and she knew that she needed to hide her money, so she hid her money, and the kids knew where it was. So anyway, the Jenny has this money, and somebody steals her satchel and on the train that she caught, and uh, she uh, in, ends up sick and uh, traveling, no money, doesn't know where she's going to go, and she knows people's after because she can't go anywhere because the judge has people all over. He's a circuit judge, and so he, he has people all over who know him and are hunting for him, and then she he puts out the reward. Everywhere she goes, they say, have you, have you seen? Because she's dressed like a boy. And they always say, have you seen the girl going, traveling along here? There's a big reward out on her. And uh, that's the way she goes. But anyway, uh, she... Um, ends up meeting William, who's my grandfather, uh, and he had seen her. She was an elocutionist, as my grandmother was. I love and, that uh, mm-hmm. profession, Gad, because it's something mm-hmm. a little different. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then uh, my grandfather had traveled around the country showing a, a Life and Passion of Jesus Christ film. And yes, and that's my, something that interested me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and, back uh, in 1900? Yeah. Yeah, hmm and uh, it was one of the first ones, and we don't know if it was actually Francis Pethe's film that was released in 1902, because that that would have been too late for my grandfather to be doing that when he was single. So I don't know exactly if that was the one, but my grandfather, not my grandfather, my brother has uh, that film that uh, my uncle gave to him. So we have the film, but we've never seen it. it I don't know if it's celluloid or what it is, but it stinks to high heaven, and we don't have yeah, found something to, to play it on. <laughs> so. well, it sounds like your story is one of those, Ada, where you put your character in the worst possible situation. Yeah. Things just get worse and worse and worse for this poor yeah. girl. Until she you... ends up in an underground oh, cellar, and the people find her there. There's been a house well, don't, burned don't down. Tell it, don't give away the story. Don't tell us. The <laughs> well, I was just going to say she inherits this farm. She inherits a farm, and she has these funny animals. And so there's a lot of fun in that part where she has trouble with those animals who are all named, yeah. of course. <laughs> so it sounds like in humor and yeah, romance, yeah, it has love, and adventure and excitement. Yeah. Sounds like yeah. an, an exciting book, uh, Ada. So yeah. uh, we urge our listeners also to go to your Amazon page mm-hmm. and. Once again, just access Amazon.com, Ada Brownell, B-R-O-W-N-E-L-L is Ada's spelling of her last name. Mm-hmm. And uh, put hey. her in the search bar. You'll yep. find her there on her page and all of her books, the ones that uh, we have mentioned earlier in the show. And she also has a couple of other books out, too. So be sure and, and check out Ada's Amazon yep. page and go to her Facebook and like her on Facebook and join up with her on Twitter, yep. follow her on Twitter, and I'm sure she'll follow you back. And Ada, Ada yeah, as always, been, I yeah. hate to say this, but we're right. about out of time. We're out of time, Ada. Yeah. It's been great having you here. Thank you so much for calling in. Yes, I'm <laughs> so sorry about yeah. that, Ada. Glad I connected. Sorry. Yeah. God yeah. bless you. Thank you. All Thank right. You. God bless Thanks, you as Ada. well. We want to give our listeners a little bit of a preview of what we have for next week. Yes. What is next week? Next week we have a good friend of mine, actually. She and I worked together with Written World Communications. Did she win a book? And, no, she did not. <laughs> okay. I'm just checking. Oh, you know, I use random.org. I know. So random, trying to make random. me feel org. like I cheat all the time. I'm just trying to find out how and why. My name's never It's there. never you. <laughs> <laughs> Who is it next week? Well, good friend. The best is yet to come, oh, that's so. good. That's good. Okay. Okay. So mm-hmm. our guest is Rowena Quo. Yes. Rowena, in addition to her experience in publishing, is a screenwriter and film producer. In fact, I'll have you know, I found her on IMDb. No, the really. International Movie and Database website. I know what IMDb is. Yes, so really (laughs) excited. Well, maybe some of our listeners don't. That's true. I'm really excited to talk with Rowena next week because this is a somewhat different area of creative writing. Absolutely. Screenwriting feature. So I'm a different way of communicating, yeah. Very very excited to talk with with Ro. All right. So we'll look forward to that next week. All of our shows have been great. They have. We still have great shows yet to come, and it's very exciting. So as, as I tell our listeners every week, throughout the coming week, let your heart be open to what God is telling you through your imagination and act upon it. We'll see you right back here next week, next Tuesday, 8 o'clock, 
Mountain Daylight Time. Remember, if you didn't get to listen to all the show, go to my archive page on my website, under Blog Talk Radio. They are all right there with a direct link. So until next week, God bless you all. Thank you for listening. There is a candle in every soul Some brightly burning, some dark and cold There is a spirit who brings a fire Ignites a candle and makes his own